Hey everybody, this is Coach Carter. Welcome to the Morning Lift. I'm excited to be here with you. I've got a great topic to talk to you about today. Uh, this is podcast number 17. And what we're going to talk about today is six unstoppable ways for getting back into shape right now. And unstoppable means you're incapable of being stopped. And I want you to say this phrase. I want this to be your new mantra. I am the type of person that is getting back into shape. Focus on the I am. I want you to note now that it doesn't say I can get back in shape, but I'm the kind of person who is getting back in shape. This little difference makes a big difference, and it taps into the foundation of everything, your self-image and the process of progress. Remember, we've talked before, it's all about process. So getting back in shape is a specific challenge that requires specific ways of thinking, speaking, and then acting. So what is, you know, ask yourself the question, and I know you probably have, what does getting back into shape look like for you? Uh, and to help you kind of frame that uh, as you're thinking about it, let's break that question into three areas. What you want to accomplish, why do you want to accomplish it, and then map out how you're going to be successful. The reason I got into coaching, you know, so long ago is to help provide you with a daily resource to coach you to accomplish anything you set your heart and passion to while excelling in the process. It's not just health and fitness. It's not just working out. There's so many more things that are so makes your life so complete. And I'd like to be there to be helpful for all of those things. So let's do this. Let's take a deeper dive into the want, the why, and the how. You know, most people typically answer what they want very easily. And in the realm of health and fitness, I typically hear things like, I want to lose 50 pounds, or I want to have more energy. I want to be stronger. I want to lower my cholesterol or my blood sugar and so on. What we want is what we can easily articulate. I want to lose 50 pounds is either because I'm fed up with feeling and looking like crap, basically, or my doctor is on me about long-term problems heading my way. So we want, so what we want, we can easily bring to the table. We know what we want. The challenge there then is really not the root or the depth of what we want to compel us to commit and execute a plan to be unstoppable beyond a specific goal. So we got to get to the root of this, to the depth of what this really is. Wants are typically goal-driven. Our why is, uh, is usually process-driven. So let's talk about that for a minute. Our why is where our passion is forged to compel us to pursue our wants, no matter what the challenges are in our path. You want to lose 50 pounds because you can't play with your kids like you used to. You keep reading and seeing and, and all these new clothes and you need to buy new clothes now because the clothes that you have don't accommodate your ever-increasing weight. You fear losing control of the one thing that you have ultimate control over is your health and fitness. You know, your why gets you up a half hour earlier. It compels you to prepare your meals ahead of time, to meal prep on Sundays, for example. Schedules the gym or your workout in your calendar so nothing can interrupt your mission. Your why is your stake in the ground for today, taking action now, not later. 
And your why creates the tenacity to plan for tomorrow, focusing on the process of creating optimal health and fitness for your lifetime, not just enough time to accomplish a single goal. So you're, you've mastered the courage to reveal your why, and now you're on an ongoing quest to learn how to do it. So, you know, we've got what we want. We've kind of really dug deep into find out our why, so now let's figure out how we're going to do it. Um, you know, you need to know how you're going to do what needs to be done every day, week, and month, and year to become the healthy and fit lifestyle that you so desire, so desperately desire. So as you get started on your workouts and your diet and your meal planning, you'll become quite aware that you're in the most fragile part of getting back in shape. That's called the beginning. You know, this is where you can burn out going too fast and fizzle out going too slow or stall out completely by just not going and quitting before uh, your first real drop of sweat. It's where you can get where you can overwhelm yourself with possibilities and discourage yourself with comparisons or just shut down by other people's negativity and unsolicited opinions. You know, it's a minefield out there, really, isn't it? Strewn with remains of limitless false starts and negative self images and excuses and fractured promises and highly unrealistic expectations. And this is why. You know, if you want to traverse uh, through this without getting blown up, you need to treat it like the unique challenge that it is and program your mindset accordingly. You know, a lot of great fitnesses of, uh, advice is about how to fly the plane once it's up in the air, right? But first, you got to get the plane moving from a dead stop. That's you. You got to accelerate down the tarmac without bumping into anybody and to then begin your ascent. That's a different game. But if you take a little more time to download and install the right mindsets into your mental software before getting started, it'll be a lot easier, a lot more fun, and a lot more rewarding over the long term uh, without any backsliding or plateauing. You know, you'll have more confidence, and this is so crucial, and the ability to embrace and achieve your fitness goals whatever they may be. And you know what? You might ultimately keep adding goals as you accomplish the ones that you've set. You might have a higher bar than you might ever have dreamed. And ultimately then, this is going to translate into more power and potency to fuel your achievement in other areas of your life as well. Remember, strength has carryover into every part of our life. You know, nobody lives their life and would raise their hand that they want to be weak. We all want to be stronger. We just need to plan this out and take responsibility and authority over our lives to create that strength that's necessary. So to make things a little more in, you know, immediate for you, I phrase the mindsets in the form of first-person statements, like they're what you'll say to yourself. These aren't just affirmations, though, and it's not enough simply to repeat them to yourself. They have to take root. They have to create depth. And you have to take action on these things. So the first question that I really want you to be asking yourself is what type of a person am I? All your specific individual goals are anchored to and they're governed by your self-image. The fundamental set of ideas and emotions that you have about yourself. If your goals don't match that self-image, 
it won't matter how hard you work or how much you focus. Your master program will be working against you and eventually sabotage your efforts. So you have to really decide who you are and you have to then make sure that self-image is high and you have an awesome self-image. Most people's self-images are almost entirely unconscious and contaminated at times with all the sorts of negative and unproductive elements, but they don't have to be. You can consciously reprogram and rearrange your self-image to support your goals, and that means eliminating any ideas you might have that go against them. All of these ideas, you've got to eliminate them. For example, you may find yourself thinking something like, well, I'm the kind of person who used to be in shape, and then I got out of shape. Well, once you identify in that way, it's easy to focus on the got out of shape part and as though it's something that precludes getting back into shape. Well, it doesn't, you know, but why not choose to focus on I used to be in shape part? Why do you focus on that? If you did it once, you can do it again. Let's focus on what you're going to do, not what you did. And that's just one example. But there's so many more you can examine some of the old crappy self images that, you know, the more you'll be able to examine them and replace them. It's important to be transparent with yourself and honest. You know, you can also boost your overall self image by focusing on your successes from all parts of your life. And then you apply them to your current goal of getting back into shape. And then once you're in shape, you can use that same power and use that same authority to help you in other areas of your life, like your relationships or your job. This is all self-supporting and it all works together to help you excel and accomplish some incredible things. Well, maybe you got out of shape because you were focusing on other more important things at the time, like you know your brother and his job and his family or your wife and certain people in your family might've been sick and maybe you know, you've been successful with them helping them and doing all those kind of things, you know, that you do to help other people. Hence, you're the kind of person who succeeds. You succeed in helping people. You just had, didn't happen to make fitness a priority in your life until now. So we've got to see the difference. We don't want to just blast our past. We want to be able to accept certain things and then be able to look at them honestly and then move on and really then set the goals to accomplish what we need to accomplish and our self-image is first and foremost. And it doesn't matter what the state of your self-image is. You do have one. And it's uh, all at the controls uh, of your behavior. Your self-image is going to control your behavior. But if you consciously address it and work on making it the most productive as possibly you can, then it will work for you rather than against you, both in your current goals and then other goals in your life. Number two, how do I see my goals? You know, in these early stages, your intent for getting back into shape, you know, mainly exists in how you think and talk about it. So naturally, how you choose to think and talk about it is deeply important. It's part of the rooting of your self-conscious and your self-esteem and your self-image. Your self-image and goals are new and they're very vulnerable. They're like a newborn baby and they can easily be infected with negativity. So at this stage, every interaction that you have with yourself and other people will help shape the intent and the likelihood that you'll follow through. And this is crucial. The mindsets I'm giving you cover a lot in, in how you'll talk to yourself about your goal of getting back into shape again. 
but how you talk to others maybe might even be more important since you have far less control over how they'll respond, correct? So self-image is an intrasubjective thing, if you think of it that way, meaning it's particularly your creation. It's actually your creation and partially the creation of other people around you if you let it be. And other people, especially the people that are close to you, see you as the kind of person who can't get back into shape, then you have a much more uphill battle. For them to see you as that kind of a person, they need to be shown. If you really want to show them who you are, then you just got to show them who you are and you talk later. And I'm sure you surround yourself with the most wonderful people, but the fact is in some people, they'll just react negatively to your goals and try to discourage you or sabotage your efforts, either directly or indirectly, consciously or unconsciously. And we're not saying, I'm not saying they're bad people, but that's just the nature of how the interactions with you happen to be. You have to guard yourself against these kind of interactions. Now is not the time to go into the psychology of why this might be, but it's a reality you'll probably have to anticipate dealing with. You know, you may have to say to a friend or a coworker or a significant other, hey, you know, I'm thinking of getting back into shape. And then they might say something snarky or offhanded or dismissive, or they might even, you know, it can be enough to make the whole thing a much bigger challenge in your own mind. Well, that's something you don't need. Or worse, they may even give you unsolicited advice that starts to pile up and make the whole thing seem more complicated and overwhelming than it actually is. You already have enough to work against uh, within yourself. You have to deal with your own self-image every day. You don't need to pile on other people's resistances onto you. So there's a lot going on here and people are complicated. We know that. They're probably not trying to be negative. Uh, their reaction probably doesn't have anything to do with you. Still, they're going to have to deal with it. Uh, you're going to have to deal with it. Everyone's situation is different, and the real key here is to just be mindful. Don't go blabbing to everybody you know or put it out there on social media. These are precious dreams. You only share precious dreams and goals with people that will move you up. These are called move-up goals. You know, give up goals are things like stopping this or stopping that. You tell everybody because they're going to remind you of it. But move up goals you only share with the people that will support your dreams. So you want to keep a sealed container on the dreams uh, and make it your own thing for now until you can share it with the right people. After all, you're doing this for yourself, right? There's something extremely powerful and satisfying about having a private goal and just simply doing it. Other people will see it when you're doing it, and they'll have much more, they'll be much more impressed and much more likely uh, to try to discourage you when they realize, or to not discourage you, I should say, when they realize you're doing it instead of just talking about it. All right, so that's pretty exciting. Number three, self check on your accountability. And here's the question I am mindful of how I speak about my goals to myself and others. Being mindful about who you share your goals with also means, you know, being sure to actively share them with the right people, like I said. You want to give yourself every possible advantage uh, to set up the environment that supports your efforts, and that it does include other people. You just have to choose carefully and wait for a little while, but you definitely want to choose those people. And there, one way to do this is to find an accountability partner. We've talked about accountability partners in the past, and that's someone with the same or similar goals. And ideally, this will be someone you can actually go work out with 
and share your feelings with as well. And having a set time with another person is an incredibly powerful type of accountability. You know, for some reason, humans seem to be better up showing up um, for other people than we are showing up for ourselves. It's kind of funny how that works, but you know what? It works. So you can leverage that tendency here. You're not just helping yourself get back in shape. You're helping someone else do it too. And trust me, they're helping you as well. You'll also have the added dimension of encouragement and camaraderie and fun, as long as you make sure that this is someone you actually like, obviously. So sure, you may have to move uh, the time or cancel every once in a while, and you don't want to be too rigid or harsh with this whole thing, but this way you've made it something solid and intrapersonal, and it'll feel more real to you. You know, another mode of accountability is making a specific goal like a 5K or a half marathon or whatever it is that you're driven to, maybe lifting a certain amount of weight or going to the gym uh, five days out of seven, whatever it is. The key is to have a specific something at a specific time and even better, something you have to sign up for and actually pay for. That really affects the accountability. So there's something about that process that demonstrates a powerful intent and helps you show yourself that you actually mean business. You know what? You've got to see that you're all in. You've got to know that you do mean business this time. Nothing's going to stop you. You know, I remember signing up for a half marathon uh, when I first got into some distance running, and I made sure that I signed up for one uh, that was far enough in the future that I had time to actually train properly and thoroughly. And from there, I was able to, to work backward from that goal and keep myself on track far more really easily than if I had to say vaguely to myself, I just want to start running more. You know, so it's just important. Um, but the key here is to solidify your intent by connecting your goals to the world, another person, an accountability partner, a specific goal for both of you to share, but just make sure you wait till you have the right mindset and you protect that dream and then share it with that partner and you'll be shocked at the things you can accomplish. Number four, acknowledge your wins. You know, now that you've point, you're pointed in the right direction with your intent, get a quick win. Don't wait until the exact right moment to get the exact right first workout, just break the seal, do a few push-ups, run or walk around the block, do something. Don't be too precise about it. Uh, because the first goal is to go from holding totally still to being in some sort of motion. And once you're in motion, you can adjust. But the first step to take charge through this membrane of resistance and just get started, then you'll have the, you, you'll have officially moved from wanting to get into shape to actually starting to get back into shape. And it doesn't have to be a huge start, trust me. It just needs to be a start. So from there, just make sure to register every step forward as a win, no matter how small. Doesn't matter, you are going forward, you're in the process of progress, you just have to acknowledge it. Did you get outside and run or walk at all? That's a win. Did you eat or drink a little less than the night before, anticipating the next day's workout? That's a win for today. A win is a win. Small steps will lead and create small victories, and small victories lead to consistent victories. That's what we need to shoot for is consistency. Size doesn't matter here, especially uh, because later as you gain momentum, what seems like a big workout from your current perspective will feel easier uh, than getting those early wins. Really absorbing each and every step forward will help shift your momentum 
and your self-image as well. You know, so moving now, you get started. That's what we're going to do. You're just going to get started. All right. Now, that's just a matter of turning the dial up. Think about a plane on the tarmac and how much energy it takes to get it moving to, you know, totally from still then an inch. Gradually, it builds up momentum, and before long, it's going to be soaring through the air. But the number one goal, the precondition for the entire flight, is the first inch. Get it however you can. You know what? You don't need to feel self-conscious about congratulating yourself on what you might feel like after a small accomplishment. Don't compare yourself to anyone else or even yourself back when you were in better shape. The better you let yourself uh, feel about your last step forward, the more incentive you're going to have for getting the next one. There's another element to this, too, that I've seen in myself many times, uh, and I've seen it in other people. You know, when I've been out of shape, you know, it, I had a time uh, a long, long time ago uh, when I had tonsillitis and I had my tonsils taken out and I just couldn't do anything. I mean, literally, I was like down for like two weeks, you know, and it, it's almost and I'm sure I talked myself into this, but it was almost like my brain seemed to actually forgot what to do and how to do it. You know, and I was in my late teens, but, you know, I had always worked out my whole life and it was just like everything just kind of turned off. Um, you know, it's like you're healthy, but you just can't remember what it feels like after you've had, you've been knocked out with sore throat and had them taken out and you couldn't eat anything. So, I mean, we all know, uh, we've all gone through things like that, but you know, the point is until you get started, you're not playing with a full deck. Once you get moving, all of the memories will kick in and that will help juice up your overall plan for getting back into shape. You're using those good memories to fuel the new memories and to take one inch one step just get started number five let's keep it simple you know once you're in motion and feeling good about it it's likely to be tempting to start doing too much you're moving fast the the, the false start stage you know you got to get past that false start stage but you still need to get past the burnout stage the goal is to establish a steady rhythm over time that will give you a sustainable fitness regime right you want to have something that's sustainable and you can be consistent with you know, there will come a time to up the dose to increase your intensity. But the early stages of you getting back into this are about consistency. And right now, you have the initial burst of motivation that comes from the novelty and that fresh start and that excitement. But you won't have that in a few weeks from now. So many people, they get past that excitement and that big burst. And at that point, you'll have to rely on some kind of a momentum that you create and the structures you've created for yourself with the rhythm in your mindsets. You know, the most basic thing here is to avoid overtraining. And this seems obvious, but the temptation to overtrain is, is often very strong. And even especially for those who know better. I mean, a lot of us know better, but we're excited. We start going too much, too fast, and then we can easily overtrain. And you can end up hurting yourself or getting sore. And then you gotta take a little bit of time off and you'll end up having to start all over again. Or worse, you'll have to counteract any excitement and positive motivation that you may have generated in order to get yourself rest. You know, overtraining can take the form of simply doing too much, but it can also come from jumping in to more advanced exercises before you've regained foundational strength and mobility. So whatever form of exercise you're doing, make sure you refrain or you retrain yourself basically in the fundamentals before going on to anything more advanced. You know, it's humbling. Yes, it is. Um, 
Uh, if you used to be comfortable with more advanced exercises, but it's absolutely critical to getting past this initial threshold as you guide yourself back into shape. Take your time. Let your ego go somewhere else. You've got to take care of this. You don't want to overwhelm your body with overtraining, but you do not also want to overwhelm your brain with the possibilities. Your life is probably already busy, and your workout should be the sanctuary of simplicity. Don't give yourself a chance to be overwhelmed. Because part of, um, part of you is probably looking for any kind of excuse to tell you this is too much. You don't have the time. You know, put it off to another day. You know, it's a cliche, but your brain is a cognitive miser. But it's true. Uh, and you have to take that into account. You know, as you gain momentum and consistency, really, you can add novelty and you can mix things up so you don't let your brain get bored. Because that's important. It really is. But right now, the goal is to just get that momentum started, to get moving in the first place. And the best way to do that is keep it simple and make it easy for yourself to stay consistent without having to reinvent the wheel every time you plan the next workout. And number six, build your foundation. This is the unstoppable mindset you need to make sure the other mindsets work. You know, as I'm sure you know from experience, it's a lot easier to know what uh, to do than uh, how to do it. It's not always easy to reprogram your mindset. Even if you look at the descriptions and look at all the exercises and all the things with diet, yeah, that makes sense. But the conceptual acceptance sometimes is not enough to translate that into real programming and real change. You know, in all likelihood, you currently possess plenty of less than productive mindsets already taking up space in your mind that will try to override and reject the new ones. We can't let that happen. But by retraining your mindset, uh, you can create this, this incredible epiphany for yourself and it will create this incredible excitement, but you just have to, you just have to control the way you think, you know, but if you work at it, you absolutely can switch the way that mental software uh, can transform your mind. It's going to happen for you. It's something that you can do. So just to end this, I just want to say, just start. You know, these are six unstoppable mindsets for getting back in shape. They seem basic probably on the surface. And in some ways, you know, let's be honest, they are. But the basics, the foundations uh, of what people usually ignore and skip past and then wonder later on why they crashed and burned or never really got enough momentum to get started. Like all mindsets, these, these particular ones will shape and direct your energies in a very powerful and reliable way but you still need to put energy into them and you still need to anchor them deep in your mind to make sure uh, they're really fulfilling your why, not just your want. And once you learn that, once you learn to do that, to master your own mindset, you'll gain fluidity and inner resources to dominate those goals. I mean, you're going to dominate your goals of getting back into shape and getting fit and burning the fat and building the muscle and any other goal you might have in the future. You have changed your mindset. You have created a process of ongoing habits now to maintain optimal health and fitness, <coughs> excuse me, throughout your life. So my last statement to you is start now and figure it out later. Um, it's, it's all about getting that mindset, getting it together, starting slow and using these un six unstoppable methods to get you where you need to be. You know, I appreciate you being here today. This is Coach Carter. This is the morning lift. 
I look forward to meeting with you tomorrow. I hope you can take this information and I hope you can get it going. You guys have a great day. I look forward to speaking with tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.